Hello, welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined online by Xander Zulu. How are you doing this evening, Xander? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm really, really good. Yeah, that's it. I've got a bit of a sore throat, so if I clear my throat a bit, I'll apologise to the listeners, but I'll try and cut as many else as I can. But yeah, huge thanks for joining us me this evening. How have you been surviving lockdown? Ah, it's been hell, but the only good, the only good thing that really came out of lockdown for me is the fact that I can just, I can wake up five minutes before I'm due to start my job. Yes. <laughs> um, and I couldn't ask for anything more, really. Waking up at 6.30 every day and doing the work was just tiring. I had done it for about six years. Mm. It was my first ever real job, which I, I ended up keeping. So yeah, into that routine. And then suddenly the whole world stops. It's like, oh, I, I get to enjoy it. Just those, those simple little things. Because I was never really a much of a social person in Anyway, so no. lockdown hasn't really been much for me. You know, it's the the only thing that it's it's really taken down is the wrestling. Yeah, definitely. And the gym, you know. Uh, otherwise, everything else is just still the same for myself. Yeah, I'm I'm back working full time at home. Yeah, we we tried. We went back to the office for about six weeks. And they moved us to the next town over, so it took me an hour to travel to the next town. So an hour there, Ooh. an hour back to do. Same job I could do at home, so I just asked my boss to do my job. <laughs> two hours a day, just wasted. I thought. Well, one thing I'd say is it, it, it's it's proven to all types of different entities mm. that working remotely actually works. It does. I could do. I could do ninety percent of my job. Yeah, before with different. Ah, I reckon. Nice. So, have you been binging any wrestling? Are you a wrestling fan? Myself, right before the full lockdown was announced, because um, me and myself originally, I, I, my, my, my home promotion, well, the academy that, yes. that I train at is is House of Pain. Yeah. Um, and that's run by Six. So it was probably about two to three weeks before the original lockdown began. He um he arranged something together where we, we did some tapings at the House of Pain School, so we got all the good cameras and yeah. you know, um, and we recorded about 10, 10, I think it was ten to twelve episodes, um, of just fresh matches, and then he was just release, releasing them every week, and each episode contained about two matches. Yeah, okay. so it was a lot. It was a lot of work for something that was done from a Friday to a Sunday. Imagine recording all those matches. Yeah, well, how, how many matches um, do you have over them? A couple of days? Yeah, well, it, it, it's funny. Um, when, when the, the way it actually happens is it, it's like you walk in, you know when your match is, but you don't yeah. know what order it's in. So <laughs> if you're like, you don't know whether or not you're going to be waiting an hour or four hours. Wow. But, yeah, but as wrestling goes, I, I think that's good thing because it, it gave us a chance to actually soak in what we'll end up really missing like we, we, we didn't actually know that we'll be away from wrestling no. <laughs> so long um so you just get to kick back and hang out with the guys and yeah it's, it's one of the biggest things i miss yeah i started wrestling in 2018 like i, I actually oh, wow. doing yeah uh being on shows so since then i haven't actually been watching full shows of any wrestling company whatsoever. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's surprising um, how many wrestlers don't watch that much wrestling. Yeah, uh, it used to surprise me because I'd be thinking, you're a wrestler. Why not you watching all of this? But it's like, I've realised that everyone that gets into wrestling, they will just take exactly the bits that they want. Mm. Very very few people in, in my surroundings anyway yeah. will watch the full product. They will just take the, the information that they like. Yes, and... that's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, and take from that. Um, so I haven't had really much chance to, to enjoy wrestling properly like I used to. Like I used to watch Raw, SmackDown. Mm. Um, during the remember the Aces and Eights days? Oh, I, I loved Aces and Eights. I know it's all looking back at it, it was great. But I, I, the, before they start revealing everyone, I thought it was amazing. It was, it's just when they start revealing people went a bit rubbish. <laughs> yeah, um, that was the last time really I ever. Paid much attention to TNA was yeah. and eight days and then downwards, but I used to enjoy it a lot. Now I just watch 
highlights on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, the ups and downs because uh, Simon Miller is oh, he's hilarious. hilarious. Yes, <laughs> uh, but I do watch the pay per views every every once in a while. I re- I think like that's probably a good pay per view, and I'll just bang on. Um, so I'm more likely to watch pay per views than I am to watch the the regular weekly shows. Yeah. Um, so, so I still feel like I watch wrestling because I keep up to date via reviews. <laughs> but the four things the only time you'd ever really catch me watching a match outside of PPVs is if I've got a opponent that I'm looking forward to to mm. wrestling. Yeah, and then I think, hmm, let's watch some matches and see if there's anything I can take or or, or feel. Yeah, as you will. Oh, basically. Um, <laughs> I said I did interview a guy once, and he said I used to work in a pizza place, and I never ate pizza while so I was working. So it's just like you kind of while you're while you're wrestling, while you want to go home and watch more wrestling. <laughs> so, so who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Yeah, yeah, The Rock. The Rock. I can see that in your style. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. The Rock. Like literally, it's. Um, I mean, I always watched wrestling as a as a kid. It's like, I watched wrestling from what I knew about wrestling from about the age of four or five. Yeah. Um, so I was born in 1990, just just to give you a, a picture. Um, so I, I knew about characters, Hulk Hogan and Undertaker, but I would only catch glimpses of them because um, I was in Africa anyway. I was in Zimbabwe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was about 10 years old and then I moved in. Yeah. Um, so with that, the way it was set up there was one week you would have WWF and the next week you would have WCW. Ooh. And the way it was laid out, it it, was, it wasn't even canon. No. <laughs> it, it wasn't even in any sort of order. They were just giving you wrestling because they, they just happened to pay for it. Yeah. So <laughs> the lines were always blurred as to what company what. So you, you just picked your favorites. Yeah. Um, but then I, I came here in like the year 2000. Um, and I started seeing characters. Well, I started noticing characters like Stone Cold. He, he was the first person who I actually really looked at because, as a kid, you're, you're looking at those August catalogs and you want, yes. you want to get the action figures. Stone, I was like, Stone Gold, Steve Austin. What? What? What, what is this? I was fascinated by it because I, I knew it was but I didn't know these these characters. Um, but shortly after, one of my little cousins he he told me about The Rock. I was like, The Rock. Okay, let's get into it. And yeah. then, you know, as a kid, those little the little things that make a character are the things that fascinate you the most. Like, what the hell is the people's sideburns? <laughs> and the people's yeah. It's just they were like, what, what, what? <laughs> you know, the shit would blow my mind. Yeah. Um, but from about the age of ten, I was I was essentially obsessed with the rock. Yeah. Just anything happened, I used to think, hmm. What would the rock do? What would the, any, anytime I'd find myself in a situation, even at school, what would the rock do? By about the age of eleven, I quickly realised that you're probably going to get in a lot of trouble yeah, <laughs> if you think that way. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, and so the story goes that at, at some point or another, when you're kids, you all start to figure out, "Oh, wrestling is fake." And then, yeah, I can't watch it. I never cared. I read. I read The Rock's autobiography when I was, yeah, in 2000. The Rock says, if you've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. I never read it, but I haven't um, seen it yet. Okay, so I read that as a kid. A lot of the words, I actually look back at that book and there's a lot of massive circles and words oh, wow. that I didn't yeah. understand. I had to get my <laughs> those words. Um, but I read that from a very early age and I accepted that. It's probably scripted. Yes. Um, just just common sense when, when you're a kid and you've been in a in your fair share of scraps you know for a fact a fight does not go the way a wrestling match goes so okay, well, <laughs> you, know, you, you can't be you, know, you can't always be that gullible some kids were but I accepted it pretty early on and much like most wrestlers I, I never ever grew out of it it is there's one thing that has always remained a constant in, in, in life whether it was Puberty or heartbreaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I don't remember ever thinking it was real. Probably did when I was little, little, but I've, it's always been entertainment for me. I think I've never been, yeah. I, I never had the heartbreak again, told it was fake, and then going, oh, I can't watch it anymore. But yeah, I did yeah, flip, yeah. It, flip in and out of it, but I've 
never stopped loving it because it was fake. I stopped watching for reasons like none of That's my friends it. watched That's it, it or I was go I'll go out drinking rather than say stay up till four o'clock in the morning and watch a pay per view and I'd rather go out the Saturday night or <laughs> Yes. How, how long have you been watching? Just out of interest. 90, oh. WWE, I probably started watching 91. But I remember watching World of Sports and my nans Ooh. in the 80s. It's just, I've always been there, I think. But yeah, we got Sky in 91. So that's when I slept properly, started watching it every week. For, probably till about 97-ish. Then I discovered beer and girls and rock music and started going out and stuff. <laughs> and probably, yeah, so I, I miss most of the, the Attitude Era. But I kind of, you know, I'd watch it the highlights on a Sunday when I was hungover in bed. But I, I don't, yeah, I always kept up with results and stuff. But I'd probably between '97 to ninety two thousand, I wasn't watching it every week. I still keep up with results. Remember, remember in two thousand when you you were able to catch SmackDown on Sky One? Yeah, <laughs> on a Saturday morning. That was the best thing ever. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I miss those days. I really do. Cool. So, was the Rock who you wanted to like mold your star around when you start training them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'll find. Um, uh, I don't know how many who, who has seen my matches and who hasn't. I'm yeah. I, I'm fairly new to this whole thing, but one of the most constant things you will find I, I hit in a match is whether or not I hit it. it, it I always yeah. somehow find a chance to fit it in there. Is a rock bottom or or a yeah. drop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I always managed to get it in there somehow. Um, and, and for me, it literally, because you spend so long as as a kid when you when you mess around and play wrestling with your with your siblings or your friends or, or all of that, there was always certain things that you would do. Yeah. So anytime I'm in a match and I hit the people's elbow and actually take the thing off and, <laughs> and, and, and throw it in the crowd, there is a child inside me cheesing like, oh my God, you actually get to do this wow. in front of a crowd. Yeah. And you're dropping an elbow. Like, it, it feels as awesome as the first time I ever did it. Joining <laughs> one night. That's something that will, that will never get old. Um, so, yeah, I'd say The Rock was essentially my biggest inspiration when it comes to, like, you know, all, all, all time big wrestlers. But I will say, once I once I started going to a wrestling, I quickly realized that wrestling in the Indies is far different. It's a far different mindset. Yes, definitely. From what you're used to on TV. Um, and with that, my, my whole outlook on wrestling just changed. Even, even the way I, I viewed wrestling or or watched certain matches, you look at it from a whole other perspective. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell one of the most obvious people I'd, I'd, I'd say is John Cena. Yeah. Where you can tell he's just literally called that spot. You can see certain things that, okay, this was this was spoken about, and you can tell that this wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> connecting those dots is just mind blowing to me because I, I, I never knew this much went into actual wrestling. Mm. I just thought two people got in and just talked it out as they went, you know? Um, so it's mind blowing. And to top that off, once I started, I I quickly forgot about the whole the rock thing and the WWE thing, and started actually analyzing people I was I was working with and watching. Yeah. Um. One of the few people that I I took a liking to just by how the crowd reacted to him. Um, in fact, there's three people, and they are all originally from House of Pain. There was a guy called Troy, uh, big, big Papa Goose. Yeah. He um. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, there was a Gammon Dave Andrews. I'm pretty sure he's been on for about 10 years. Mm. Um, and there's my boy Kyle Kingsley. Yes. Friends of the show. Yeah. 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 Um, I love Kings' style because it's, you know, those people that are face and they just seem to be trying too hard. It's not coming naturally to them. They're having to turn it on and, and really work for it. Yeah. And then there's those people who are just natural, just come through and just, you know, do the pose. And even if you don't know him, you're like, man, that guy, you know, the, the people that stick in your mind, they're embedded in your mind for any time yeah. you go to a, a film. That guy. Um, and he's and really gotten better over time. 
the thing I like the most about about Kingsley is he, he, he's always had this sort of um, grimace. For if he was a girl, I, I, I would call it slightly. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> he never seemed too impressed with anything. Um, that's what he generally did. You know. You're like, it looks very stoic or something. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he's not happy until you actually talk to him. Um, and and I always wanted to pick his brain. So when I first, the first ever conversation I had with him is uh, we happened to be in the same gym that day, and I was like, mm-hmm. Hey Kingsley, what what is what is the what is the secret to longevity? Um, I asked that, and that literally sparked up about an hour's worth of conversation. Oh wow! Like we were talking. The rest of the time while we were training, um, and that was the first of the time I, I I picked his brain. Before that, I didn't even I didn't even think he liked me. in his face. But yeah, once I started, I started analyzing guys like that and paying the most attention. Um, one guy who I'd say has actually helped me the most in terms of I'd say he helped give birth to my style. Yeah, if you will. Um, <laughs> I got that from a from a Naz song. Uh, help give birth to my style. Uh, I've already mentioned him, uh, Big Papa Goose, Troy. Yeah. Have, have you, you do that? You know Troy? I think, I think I've seen him on YouTube. Is he a future shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, he helped give birth to my style. He's he's the kind of individual where you can be brand spanking new to the school because he, he, he trains at the school. Mm. Um, and you'll find him attending classes of, of all tiers. You know, you have your beginners, your intermediates, and your advanced. He will show up to any one of them randomly. Yeah. Watch you, whether you are new or you've been there for a very long time. And he'll always take 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 his time to just jump in the room and go, hey, how about instead of doing that, you try doing it this way. And he won't just leave you with that. He will tell you why you should try doing it that way. Oh, amazing. He'll always give you the why. Um, so he, he's been someone that's... That's been a big part in helping develop my in-ring psychology. Um, he would never tell you that because he's, <laughs> <kind of hard. laughs> um, he's a bit too humble. But yeah, I'd say he's someone that's helped me really develop my style. And as I said, I started in 2018, so the whole thing is just, it's still growing. Like I, I, I still feel like I've just finished year one Yeah, because global bastard, uh, <laughs> as, as they call it. Um, I feel like 2020 has really snatched away a what what would have turned out to be a really good year for myself. Much like every other wrestler, yeah, anyone else in the walk of life, you know, I, I recognize that wrestling is not the most important <laughs> <laughs> thing to the people, but it is to me. Yeah, so I'm guessing that it's, it's given you time to rest your body and work on, like, make little tweaks to your character you've probably liked and not liked over the last year or so. So, mm, I'd say. The main thing I do in in my in my spare time in terms of character development is because I, I've always liked wrestling for the promos mm. uh, and uh, the talking and the drama. Even back in the years where wrestling was not interesting, um, hashtag, you know, the years where it was like Kelly Kelly, the Divas, the Divas Championship, and the, 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 yeah, those two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, yeah, awful. Two thousand seventeen was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I would tune into a show mm-hmm. and fast forward really mostly everything except for the backstage segments and the in-ring segments. Um, mm-hmm. So with that, I spend a lot of time trying to think of different ways I could present a promo or yeah. deliver a promo. or Because the character I'm with is is a, uh, a Zuda Warrior. It's, it's something that, mm-hmm. that is literally part of my heritage. So yeah. it's not that hard for me to do, but because I haven't been that character for very long, you still need to do some some tweaks over time. Um, so I spent a lot of time trying to think of really interesting ways to 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 to, to deliver promos, and I deliver them with an accent. I, I, I deliver them with a Zulu accent that sounds just like this. Yes. So you know, sometimes you have to pause for a second and then think okay how am i going to say it with that accent because it's, it, 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 to me that is the same accent that my parents use that is an accent i hear every day it's an accent i had yes for about months up until i just developed a a british accent um much to my own dismay because 
kids can be cruel, but you, <laughs> when you're a little kid and you're foreign, you, you need to adapt or you, you, you will perish. You will yes. be bullied oh. relentlessly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's nice to go full circle and go back to my original accent just to use it for something that I've always wanted to be, you know? Yeah, Cause there's, there was nothing like like wrestling. So so character development, like I spent a lot of time just thinking about about promos. The moves, I've learned not to worry myself too much about things like moveset. Because you'll find in each show, especially in the indies more, everyone is doing everything. Everyone is is yeah. flipping around and, and giving it for the Germans and kicking. Like it, it, it we we live in a in an era of instant instant gratification. Yeah, so definitely. with that, everyone is doing everything. I found the the best people that you get to enjoy are the ones that will literally take it slow. You know, it, it's I've got a friend who will do a four fifty and get a huge pop. Yeah, but I can also explode from the corner and lean you out. And get a, a a pop just as big, just based on the way I did it. Um, and, and that's one of the things that Troy and Sticks were able to teach me is it's not always about the move. It's about how you did it. And if it made sense, if you've made people believe in your character, it doesn't really matter what you do too much. No, you know? it's like, it's, um, there's a great characters like um, Kyle Kingsley. Not Kyle Kingsley, like Charles Crowley and Hustle Malone. I couldn't tell you one move they do off the top of my head, but I can tell you the brilliant characters. <laughs> yeah, um, I- I've actually had the pleasure to, to to work with Hustle Hustle Malone. Mm. Worked with them once, but because we're both at Future Wrestling, I get to see him uh, at every show, and he's also one of those people who it's it's, it's easier to pick to pick their brain. Um, Crowley, I, I met him once, but I was instantly in love with, with, yes. with that character. <laughs> it, it's you, you do not see something like Crowley every day, um, and I think that's that's one of the biggest problems that we face in in independent wrestling is there are way too many generic characters. Um, there there isn't enough enough originality. Um, and again, fair play to people who do believe you are original, but you really got to take a a step back outside of your own body and go, does that look like I can find it anyway? Like the the, the way I, I I think of it is, is look at my phone and go, could this character be be randomly generated from a, from a creator wrestler yeah. and smack down to, or is it something that can be developed? You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> And that's the problem a lot of people, or well, a lot of wrestlers have, is looking too generic. And you'll find that this person can really go. Like, I am not the, <laughs> the best wrestler in any split of the imagination, but I focus on character, and I realize focusing on character will really grow your star power in any show far much more than the amount of, of moves you're doing. Um, and the greatest example of that is, hell, The Rock or Steve Austin. Neither of those guys, I don't think I've ever watched any of their matches. Oh my God. Besides WrestleMania X7, which I'm still pissed about the ending. Yeah, they're, 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 um, not, they're very kick, pu- kick punch, kick punch, kick punch, finish, signature, finisher. That's yeah. That's, the... that's it. But in all of fairness, the Attitude Era, the majority of those matches were mainly, it was mainly just brawling. It was just nothing but brawls. Mm. Um, where after they, the, the, the pace is so much more. Um, but, but it just goes to show you, you don't need to have five-star matches. You just need to have a five-star persona or a, a personality with, with, with different layers to it. Um, I can actually accredit that kind of mindset to the amount of podcasts I've, I've paid attention to over the years. Yeah, You know, certain things never actually click until you hear uh, another wrestler say it. And then you find yourself in that situation, you're like, oh, that's it. Yeah, you know, a simple thing like you slam a guy instead of moving on to the next shit, just stop for a second and pause. You'll find that when the people soak it in, you're having to do less. Or if you want to do a chop, don't do a chop for the hell of it. You tease it. You you you, you make the crowd earn that chop. Uh, and the easiest example is Big Show when it does the whole shh, or when you can ask the crowd 
should I do it again? I I, I ask that to, to the audience every time I'm in a match. Yeah. Um, I'll hit someone with a, with a running European uppercut. Pause for a second because my cardio is terrible. But I'll pause <laughs> for a second. <laughs> hey, should I do it again? And they'll be like, yes. I'm like, should I do it again? Yes. And then it's just, you, you know, you hit it again and it's, it, it just means so much more. And it means you've just ate up a little bit of time because, yeah. you, you know, at, at any point of a show, you, you are given a time period that you're allowed to be out there. And it, it makes things so much more easier and, and organic because you're not having to rush. The biggest thing, the worst thing any wrestler can, let's say if you forget your stuff, yeah. you'll find a lot of people forget their stuff or forget what's happening. And instead of slowing down and trying to, you know, get your bearings. They start speeding up because you're in panic. Adrenaline's <laughs> kicking in. Yeah. Um, if you just stop and, and just do something character-wise, you you save yourself a lot of time and bother. So it's, I don't know. I I, I couldn't say enough about it, and yeah. I keep going off topic. <laughs> yeah, because if you think of um, if you put like the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, people. People who are just an amazing wrestler who don't have much of a character. You probably people have probably put Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold, like Ric Flair, all all that amazing Undertaker. Uh, yeah, but they're not like they, not many of them have five star matches. But you remember that promo or certain moments of matches. But yeah, you know, Dave Meltzer hasn't isn't giving them five star matches for every match. <laughs> yeah, they have. Uh, and you know I've realised that sometimes it 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 takes that. That one promo, all, all it takes for for people, for especially for, for wrestling fans, have realised is all they need to get behind you. Sometimes is just that one moment. You don't sometimes you don't always have to be there every week and and, and earning the admiration. You just sometimes just need that one moment, mm. whether it's stopping in between a match to address that individual directly, yeah, <laughs> uh, or fist bumping during the entrance. It, it always takes that that one moment. And then you immediately hook to the person. You think, oh, I, I think we have something here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one for myself comes to mind. I don't know what year it was, but it was it was it was a feud with Hulk Hogan. Um, I think it was in WCW. He he, he randomly gets dropped into this bizarre world. He gets up and oh, says, yeah. there's no Hulk here. I've never been here before. It's Hulk Hogan versus the, dun- the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> I have no idea what kind of acid trip that whole thing was. <laughs> but for me, seeing it as a kid, I was like, okay. Yeah, I like it. This, the sillier, the better sometimes with me. If I remember it more if it's boring. I forget it. So, but that's so, so crazy. It just yeah, it sticks in your head. And, yeah, but go back, yeah. Dungeon of Doom were pretty bad looking back on it, but they were hilarious. <laughs> Some things just don't age well. Um, but, but for the nostalgia, it's, it, it's always worth it, especially in this climate. There's a lot of stuff that would never fly in today's in today's era that, that went on there. Um, but it, it, it's, it is also nice to see how time yeah. changed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my five-year-old loves going back and watching all the weird WCW stuff. We always it was one of his favorite matches. Is oh, did you watch the? It was the Alliance the end to end Hulkamania. It was a free. It was a cage, but it was three cages on top of each other, and there was four people in each cage, and they started Where at the top. That was that on on on, on Ready to Rumble? It was very similar to that cage, but no. But they stopped. What, 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 it was Hulk Hogan and Macho Man against the Alliance to end Hulkamania. In the first hmm. first cage, it was. Rick Flair and Arn Anderson, and then I think it was Ming and Barbarian, some of the Dungeon of Doom guys, and then it was Zeus, and oh, he had an awful name in the bottom of. There was eight of them, and he had to, they had to just get through this cage, and it was, it was one of the craziest matches you'll ever see. It must have been about ninety five, ninety four, ninety five. I vaguely remember seeing an image of them. Um, That's a crazy that, that film with David Arquette that was called Ready to Rumble, right? Yes, that was later. That was about. Did that not have a, a similar cage? That was a triple cage on top of it. Yeah, you had to get to the top top cage. That was a that was a different. That was in two thousand. That was. Yeah, that that that, that was like David Ar- David Arquette. 
versus Jeff Jarrett and DDP, I think. Yeah, a lot later on. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is Paddy O'Connor, and you're listening to the Broken But Glorious Podcast. Since you've had your last show, we've had like the Speaking Out movement, we've had the Black Lives Matter movement. How do you think Brit Rest is going to be different when you return, and what mm. do you hope is going to be different when you return? Well, one thing I've realised is even with the um, with the Speaking Out movement, that that was that was a very dark day for for British mm. wrestling. Um, and well, Black Lives Matter, that whole, the whole thing spoke for itself. Um, but I also think people need to also recognise that in any society and any gathering there will always be a, a a small number of people that are doing malicious things mm. regardless in what walk of life hell you could be in God's house you could be in church or you could be you know in a mosque or somewhere and there will always be those few individuals that have that are, that are undertaking a lot of nefarious deeds um and the speaking out movement really saddened me in the sense that from from where I've been, I mean, I, I've only really worked majorly with two promotions, which is House of Pain mm. and, and Future Wrestling. I was, only, you know, I'd only just gotten my foot in the door with with different companies before lockdown uh, began. And when I was like, a lot of that, it did not speak for the British wrestling. No. Like the amount of misconduct, I would like, I would like to believe that there were far and few, few between in terms of people. But I've had interactions with, like, personally, I'm happy that I haven't had <laughs> much to do with any of these people that, that were called out, um, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, anyway. Um, but I think it, it, it is definitely going to change the behaviours that were once deemed accepted. Even little comments that you would hear from people saying, oh, it's just banter. I, I, I recognise that those things are going to quickly disappear because mm-hmm. now, as long as everyone works together, we can we can literally tackle misconduct because it is probably one of the only industries where we're still accepted and widely going on and just ignored. Um, so I think it, it, it will definitely change in terms of people's behaviours and how they conduct themselves. I, I personally hope it does because a lot of wrestlers out here, a lot of us have children, and <laughs> we're well aware that at some point or another, our kids will will take a massive interest in wrestling because how can they not? You know, definitely. Um, and I was, I was thinking more for them. I mean, God help anyone that ever tried to mess with my daughter. Um, I will find you. Whoever you are, I will find you. <laughs> but I think it would definitely be better and a safer place for, for the women out there um, because they were in a very vulnerable space. And I wasn't proud to say I was a wrestler at, at, at that particular point in time. Um, I was proud to love it, but I, I, I was not proud to say, uh, you know, some of these individuals are now being looked at by the wider world as representing the industry, which is not what we want at all. Um, so as BLM goes, that movement, um, as a black man, you know, the, 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 I could sit here all day and talk about it, but personally, I'd like to say any one of them who really had any interaction within the rest of this, I've never seen... Anything I've never been victim to anything racially. No. Um, and you know, and and sadly, some people probably have a different story. But I am actually glad that I've I've never had any any sort of problems with people in that way in the wrestling industry. Um, so I'm I'm very proud of people, uh, for that because there is enough crap going on in life. You get you, know, you, need, you need wrestling to get to go. Oh. Yeah, wrestling is release of life. Face face. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like oh, a great crop of black wrestlers coming through, like yourself, and you've got um, Morgan Black and Warren Banks and Man Like oh. the Reese, o- MJMO. Morgan Black is my uh, tag team partner. Um, yeah. he's my brother in arms. A uh, quick story with him: I-, I met him at a charity show called From Liam with Love. Yeah. Um. So check out my charity from Liam with Love. Anyone? Um. And me and him, we just started vibing. We, we, we just happened to be roasting the same person at the same time yeah. as we were setting up the ring. And then when we got into our gear, I was in uh, my, my leopard print gear, and I've looked at him, and he's dressed as a pimp in leopard print <laughs> gear. I was like, I, I like the way you look. Feeling was mutual. We immediately walked over to Kingsley, uh, Cal Kings, um, and we're like, Kingsley, we need to make this tag team thing happen. He looks at <laughs> him, he looked both. He literally gave us 
one glance. I was like, yep, do it, let's make it happen. Um, <laughs> and since then, we have been black on a tight called Tight Grip. Tight Grip, yeah. Um, <laughs> so when wrestling's back, when wrestling's back, you would definitely be seeing more of us. Hopefully, anywhere and everywhere where the opportunity is. Yo! This is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone. And you're listening to Broken But Glorious. So if, you, if you're a promoter for a day promoting a show, using wrestlers you've either worked with or trained with, pe- people who are associated to you, if I give you a match type, you tell me who you'd put in that match. Yeah, hell yes, hell yes. Right, cool. So um, who'll be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Opening contest to get the crowd excited? Wow. I would take H Block, mm. um, kid named H Block. He's, he's famous among the um, Mega Slam crowd. So, even Dan or H Block, I'd pit him against one Danny Chase. Oh, yes. To open the show. Because um, those two guys just cannot have a bad match. No. <laughs> they, are, they are just that good. They, they can... Cool. Um, so, well... open a H Block versus. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of Danny Chase. Um, but like a comedy match? Comedy match? Wow. Um, <laughs> comedy match. Xander Zulu and Morgan Black yeah. <laughs> versus Pro Team. That, 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 that is a team um, composed of Big Papa Goose Troy and a guy by the name of Jackson Bain, the tank Jackson Bain. Yes. Um, maybe I'll want to, you know, you know, Tank, he's, uh, you can also catch him on, um, on on Future Wrestling or House of Pain Wrestling. He's the House of Pain heavyweight champion there. Uh, huge guy. But can, can, I, can, I can literally have any type of matches with those guys. Um, so that would be our comedy tag team. Amazing. Yes, they've got like a, you still got like a military gimmick, haven't you? Goose, Goose and Tank have huh? got, like a, got like a military gimmick, haven't they? I'm thinking of a different team. Um, no, it's not a military gimmick. It's, um, it, 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 it's basically a stable that is a parody of any single jock crew you've ever seen. You can also American Pie. Oh, they're, right, yeah. they're just the bullies. They're just dicks. Um, <laughs> but I, I think they were wearing a lot of camouflage. Just yes, that's what I was I mean, that's Tank's gimmick because, but um, <laughs> no, they're, they're more jocks, gym guys, you know? Yeah, because we watched the... Future Rumble, me and my, my five-year-old, and he, he thought it was amazing that they, they were the fir- first four people in. Was that? Oh, damn. Faction. <laughs> you know, that's my favourite thing to um, and, and it has nothing to do with the fact that I won that very Rumble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was my favourite feature show ever. Yeah. Uh, that was such a good night. Yes, I, yeah, because I was, I was, when, I, when I was about to interview Dave, David Grant, that was part of my research. Was watching that. That's, that's, that's the first match that came up on YouTube when you put David Grant in. So that's that's that's, yeah. that's where yeah, first time I saw you. I was like, yeah, you stood out so much in that match. Thank you. <laughs> um, your your women's title match. Women's title match. Um, okay. So Eliza Rue. Yes. Easily. Um, versus Natalie Sykes. Two people I've heard a lot about, but I've not actually seen live yet. They're actually pretty good. Uh, they're, they're, they're they're very very fun to watch, but more importantly, they they are dancers. I, I I can't stress enough the importance of of actually just being a good person above everything else. Um, being a you know being a great person and being a good will will take you anywhere where you need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two very talented. The pleasure of just kicking it with a show. So. I always love seeing them. <laughs> yeah, what about a hardcore extreme rules style match? Hardcore extreme rules, okay. Uh Hustle Malone, because he's Hustle Malone. Yes. <laughs> um versus versus Dirtbag Dave Stewart or Jack. <laughs> yes. Um Yeah. You know I can't say enough about those two. They just make you feel at home. Even yeah. though you've never met them before, like the first time meeting both of them, I just felt like I'd, I, I'd known them for ages. You, mm. you know how some people always have that, they have that face and that energy where you're like, did I not go to school with you? But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've never met this individual. Um, uh, and, and they gave me that feeling of place where I finally belong. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I love those two. So I definitely put them in, in the extreme rules or hardcore match. Um, 
Oh, I'd make it a triple threat with Jack Cave. Um, yes. <laughs> because him and his Lego. Jesus Christ, that Lego. This is Lego baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that, that would definitely be the hardcore. If, if, if you were in a match and uh, your opponent went under the ring and brought out a bag and poured it on the floor, what do you, do you, would you want it to be drawing pins or do you want it to be Lego that he pours on the that you get slammed onto? Oh. <laughs> Well, which would you like the least? <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, my kid drops a lot of toys mm. on a carpet. I've got like this fluffy carpet, so sometimes we drop the toys and you won't see them. Yes. They'll disappear in the fluff. Mm-hmm. Anytime you step in those little toys, a, a little piece of my sword dies. <laughs> um, it, it's one of the most painful things. So mm. I would take being dropped on thumbtacks the same way Randy Orton was dropped on a by Mick Foley. You know the yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will take that any day that having to land or step on a single toy or Lego again. I'm mm. not done those things. Thumbtacks <laughs> <laughs> all the way. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's pretty much a fifty-fifty split between what, what people say because pe- some people have just got this thing about being pissed, so they just don't know drawing pins words. They can put out other brews. Also, so it's quite uh, well, I'd say because I, I know for a fact that at any given time I've got a very thick back. <laughs> There's always like a, a thick layer of, of fat on top of the the muscle that I carry on my back. So. I know that I'll be all right in the way. Your tag team title? That and the pins on pins. <laughs> tag team title? Huh. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, I've already mentioned the, the people who are tag team champions anyway, which is pro team. Um, <laughs> and Troy. Uh, okay, let's see. Tag team title match. I'd have a tag team called Martial Law. Okay. Uh, which is have you heard of martial law no I might have heard of it, but who's in it it's a, uh, it's a team of uh, one Bam Bam Barton and okay. Marcus Hood um, they're from half uh, so I would have them on, on one end and on the other end I would have a team called the Heartbreakers that is the talented Rally Nova who's uh, who's, who's doing big things at, at Fight Factory Wrestling um, Rally Nova and another one who's doing big things at uh, one Zach Morris, no yeah. save by the bell. Um, but yeah, those two, uh, the Heartbreakers, really good tag team. You, 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 trust me, you would never get tired of watching them. Mm. Uh, but hell, I'll make that triple threat tag team. <laughs> and, and, and a tag team, probably one of my favorite tag teams I have ever had the pleasure of knowing, yeah. is one called Hellbound. Uh, oh, Hellbound wow. is a team of Alton Thorn and, and Barricade. Um, I absolutely love those guys. They have they have such uh, a disambiguated swagger. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help but be drawn. <laughs> so, thank you for all the stuff with that match. What about an intergender match? Intergender match? Hmm. Okay. Um, does it have to be a single match? No, it can be. It's your, your, your card, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Um, I'll take Kyle Kingsley. I'll throw him in there. Um, Kyle <laughs> <laughs> versus Nightshade. Oh, wow, I'll <laughs> be hard yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> much um, just because the way the, the way Kingsley works, it, it, the whole thing just looks brutal. I, I, I love his heel work more than anything. Um, the bees' knees are breaking backs, and Nightshade is just aggressive, lovely person in real life, yeah, <laughs> very lovely. But in that ring, she she will mold you. Um, I can't so, wait yeah, to see I'd, 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 I'd... The, the, the shape Kingsley's got into during lockdown. I can't wait to see what he's going to be like when he gets back. It's, it's ridiculous. He's a whole new person. Um, and I was telling him, I, I, I was like, I feel like you've he's literally stepped into the person he was supposed to be. Mm. And it's funny that that with wrestlers because. Um, you, know, you know how they, they actually say wrestlers, well, they actually reach their prime in their 30s. Um, Kingsley is still in his 20s and he's, he's, he's literally the best he's ever been. Like The way he looks now is, is how I think he should look for a wrestler's career. Well, he's only going to get better anyway, but 
I, I am both jealous and resentful that he is in great shape. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and I've just been eating non-stop grilled <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Not that I'm fine. But he, he looks phenomenal. Good for him. I'm very happy for him. Yeah, I because I, I hadn't been to my nans for like five months. I, just, I went round and weighed myself and I'd put on 20 pounds in five months. Because all we're doing is eating cake and frothy coffees because we're just sitting at home all day. <laughs> have an extra sandwich for lunch because I just have the one. <laughs> Having puddings every day for put tea. Bacon butties every for dinner and breakfast every day. <laughs> for myself, before lockdown, I was, I was 95 kilos. Um, and I looked at myself what, uh, about four weeks ago. I yeah. was 105 kilos. I gained 10 kgs from eating a lot of Domino's and literally eating a tub of Hagen Dazs every single night before I go wow. to sleep. Because I was just in. Like, can I tell you, Hagen Dazs is damn expensive. It is. <laughs> the whole tub is like £4.50. £4.50? And I was <laughs> eating that shit every day. Let's go down to... You know, I'm, I'm not surprised. Get the Lidl own brand. That's, it tastes exactly the same. What, from Lidl? What's it, Aldi? Lidl or Aldi? Huh? I'm sure. I can't remember which one. I've tried the one from Aldi. Um, they're nearly exactly the same, but they have a, a different melting point. The ones from Aldi, you can literally hold the tub in your hand um, for about five minutes, and it's starting to feel sucked because everything's melting just from yes. the body temperature. Mm-hmm. Hagen just holds it. Down, just, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, it's not as good, obviously, but it's, it's damn near close. So, okay, you have got your last match, your yeah, main I, event. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> last match, main event. Yeah, heavyweight championship. Heavyweight championship promotions championship. Heavyweight championship. Any match, any promote, any okay. you want. Okay, so um, I'd have one guy who I I happened to to watch him for a while because I'd only ever seen him. In, once, but he's now future heavyweight champion. Um, Brett Myers. Yes. Or, sorry. Yeah, Brett Myers. We'll say Brett Myers. In my, in my mind, I still see him as Magic Myers. He doesn't yeah. want everyone to call him Magic Myers, but no. my Magic Myers. Um, so, Brett Myers, he, he's the future heavyweight champion. Um, who would I put him up against? Besides myself, because why, why, why wouldn't you put yourself in that position? <laughs> Pull double duty. <laughs> Brett Myers versus. Give me a second. <laughs> Brett Myers versus Stakes. Yes, I've only, I've only had um, live once. He was very impressive. He was, he was faced the whole show, <laughs> and then he said, "Hey, you're in the main event." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'd obviously Brett Myers versus Stakes. Um, mainly because one, obviously Stakes is my trainer, so you know I, I, I love seeing him work. I actually don't get to see him work as as often as. I've, you know, anyone would assume because it's just always busy teaching us. Um, so I've only ever had, had the pleasure of seeing him work about four or five times. Um, yeah, versus Brett. Brett. Brett is a person who I like him for his level of of calm and casualness. Mm-hmm. Like he could be the biggest on a show. Like he <laughs> he's literally our heel champion. But he's got this this laid back Wayne's World type of demeanor about him. You know, you know that Beaverson butthead level of calm and casual. There's not a care in the world. Even even the way he just, you know, does a little skip after kicking yeah. you in the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I will always love Brett. He, he's one of those people where he, he stands out. Yes. And it's time you see him. Really. Um, he's, he's one of those, even if you're a first-timer on that show, you're going to know that there's something there's something about him. Besides his damn shiny championship, <laughs> um, you, you'll see that with him that you, you should like. Hell, make it a triple threat. Throw <laughs> Charles Crowley in there. Yes. Um, because I love watching him. I've only just met him very, very recently. Um, and you know, when you meet someone, you think, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out this stuff because you, you, you just like their general look, which... Is another one I'd like to throw out there. There's people working on their on their body. Not long ago, I went to a wrestle. What was my first ever WrestleGate show? Um, the the promoter of WrestleGate had uh, had gotten some of the guys some tickets from House of Pain, um, and I got to watch a match with Hangman Page. Yeah, wow. Uh, versus Pack. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, that was a surprise. Meaning, yeah, that, that that was awesome. Um, that kind of kicked off the, the, the main feud, one of the feud. big things that took away. I said that kind of kicked off the feud. Yeah. Had to go into AEW, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 it actually did. Um, so I watched that whole show, and besides, you know, the production value of the whole thing and the fact that the matches were were done in a way where there was less crowd interaction from wrestlers, mm-hmm. uh, more TV focus. One of the biggest things that took away from it is anyone and everyone that was on that entire card, it didn't matter what size they were, they were all in shape. They were, mm-hmm. they, they were all, in, and that's something that I can't stress enough to, to, to any wrestler out there is you can only get so far, but please get in shape. Literally getting in shape will mean the difference between someone remembering you and you just looking like some, 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 some random sideman. <laughs> is the way I can put it. It doesn't matter what what size you are. You know, you you, you can be a, a gentleman of, of, of the bigger variety. Yeah, lift some damn heavy weights. Um, because there's plenty of big people, but you'll find that those people cannot suplex you properly because they or you know or they can't support their own weight, let alone your weight when you're doing things with them, and it, it can sometimes come across as was very disappointing. Um, but I would like to give a quick shout out to a guy who's actually a big man and I, I've always felt safe with him when I was training with him. Um one one David Grant. Yes. Uh, six foot four David Grant. Um he, I can't say enough good things about him, but he's anytime I see him, it, it, it's just a roaster. There's no kind words. We're just roasting each other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because we can. <laughs> He's he, he's a big guy working. So, okay, that dude is big, and he's also getting himself into shape. Oh, he he's get, he's making he sure amazing. he's because yeah, looking big. Yeah, that's it. Looking big is one thing, but being strong is a whole different thing. I've seen plenty of big dudes who are not strong. Um, yeah, I never, I never, I never that got that when we were, so. when we were watching wrestling when we were growing up. They'd always put over like people like Tugboat and Earthquake and Sukazuna where super strong yeah. because they were really big and I said but obviously I don't see how that the two could connect <laughs> just because you're really big doesn't mean you're really strong <laughs> so. yeah the, 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 that's exactly it big daddy me um the, that guy did not look believable in terms strength wise no. oh you know his monster was big if he sits on you it's over but he, he couldn't strike me as a guy that can I don't know gorilla press uh, hmm. a, a, a Goldberg or a great Ali, no. you know. Um, yeah, that, that's one. That's one area that not a lot of British wrestlers pay attention to much. Bear in mind, I, I say this in the humblest of ways because I'm still pretty new, so mm-hmm. I'm in no stretch of imagination a big somebody. But as a man that's been training like weight wise for 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 a damn near a decade, it's important to look the part. Because you, you you can't have that intimidating presence. You can't always have that star power if you don't have the body to match it. Yeah, and definitely. that's something that's not in the top, you know priority list for a, a lot of people, which really disappoints me because I just look at people and think, hey, if you were jacked, you you, you would fill the room. Um, shout out to, to to Charles Crowley when I first saw him. One of the main things before he, I even saw him in his gear mm. or knew what his character was. One of the main things I saw him I was like, okay, he's jacked. Yes, I love the way this man looks. Just, just what a beautiful man. Let me go talk to him. Look at this guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I love that in people. Anyone that takes care of how they look and their image will always get my full undivided attention because if you don't care enough about yourself and the way you look. Why should anybody else, let alone cheer you in a match? Mm-hmm. Um, you can just tell from or support you. It's Raymond Reigns at the weekend. He just took his top off, and now he's, everyone's taking him serious. It's like, oh my god, I I am so in love with Roman Reigns right now. Hmm. <laughs> that that pay per view for me, I think that that was his, that was some of his best work because we've only gotten to enjoy him as a face. Because the thing that a lot of people didn't understand is forget the way things are booked. Like people always have their opinions about 
bookings and who should get a push and, and such and such. And people think that they know everything when, you know, in reality, they don't know a single thing about the wrestling business whatsoever. And mm-hmm. They're just getting carried away from a meme or an opinion that they would have read on Facebook, uh, which is another thing I've, <laughs> I've come to hate. <laughs> random market opinions that, that, that don't actually hold any sort of directive or creative um, weight, yeah. if you will. Um, what, one of the greatest things I loved about Ren Wings was that, that guy's timing is impeccable. Like, he always had great timing. Because um, as a wrestler, you, you don't look, you don't watch wrestling, you actually watch it as, as someone else who works. Yeah. So you get to appreciate those little things that seem pretty normal to people, but they are not. There's a psychology behind those little things that I've done. Mm-hmm. So with him, I've always just loved him for his his sheer timing and and the work rate. And to see him as heel, were they Paul Heyman? Yes. <laughs> it, it blows my mind. Paul Heyman is like, is my guy. My, my biggest regret is I never got to see Paul Heyman in the Paul E. Danish days with the Stelfer. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, when I got to see those clips on the network, I was like, this is amazing. This would, this would burn in, yes. in today's era. Um, and he even did a little joke where he was like, the big cell phones are not there anymore. And then he showed this, <laughs> he showed a cracked um, smartphone <laughs> yeah. in the camera. I was like, but the method still works. And I was like, that, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So, Roman Reigns is doing some of his, well, some of my favorite work I've ever seen him do. Um, the, the only match that I, I believe I, I enjoyed just as much was from a few years ago. It was a head in a cell with him and Bray Wyatt. Um, that, that night, I got to really enjoy Roman Reigns. Just pretty, yeah. They just literally killed each other. Everything was broken. There was tables, slowing drops, flying objects everywhere. Um, so I've, I've really, I'm really enjoying this, this, this version of Roman and that, I meant the hurt business. I just, 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 just. I think these, yeah, the hurt business. I think they just need to, because in one feud they're heels with Apollo, but then in another feud with Retribution, they seem to be faces. So I think they just need to figure out what they want to do. Do, do, do you know what? what? A, a lot of people were slightly confused with that. I looked at it as exactly the same way I, I viewed the whole Nexus angle. Hmm. You had people that were heels of the hell. You know, absolute bastards like Seamus and Edge during that, uh, during yeah. that era. They were doing yeah. huge things. But when it came to the Nexus, you know, they, they knew they had to band together to, to, to fight a greater evil. Yeah, so it's like Team, team WWE versus Retribution. Yeah. More. So it's a classic comic book story, uh, if you will, because, you know, wrestling is, is literally a, a live-action comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always tell myself that, and I walk around smiling to myself on the street and walking around thinking, I'm a superhero, bitch. <laughs> None of you will ever do this. <laughs> so I, that's how I took it. I, I understood it in that way that, hey, there's still heels, but there's a greater threat, which is retribution, of which I have no idea what the hell that whole thing is. Uh, just just, just give me Dominic Dijakovic, damn it. Yeah. And just let him be him. Don't, I don't want um, T Bar or whatever his name is. <laughs> Personally, as a man first, not as a wrestler, but as a man, when I see retribution, mm-hmm. I have never been less intimidated in my entire life. I think they've <laughs> looked a bit lost. It's more, not believable stable. Yeah. I think they did look a bit more, I mean, more intimidated uh, when yeah, they had the proper masks on. Before before last yeah, week. It's presentation because that's it. All I'm seeing is uh, a bunch of guys that look like they're coming through to burgle your house and are probably going to get caught while doing it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't see an intimidating stable that is that is about to go all end of your wolf pack all over you. No. Um, but some things take time. You know, I, I could look at that in, in six months' time when more has been done with them and think, yo, that was a hidden gem. Uh, that, that was really good there. But at this stage, I'm I'm highly doubtful because of the, the way the whole thing's been executed. Um, but again, that's just a, a mark in me talking. <laughs> that's, a, that's just another one of those comments that you will read on, <laughs> on the wrestling page on Facebook. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious.
So uh, before we go, do you want to like promote any charities you're involved with or your social media? Um, feel free to follow me at uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, it's at actual Lovejoy. Um, Lovejoy is my <laughs> is my real name. Um, for any gamers out there, um, please check out my um my, my homeboy, my brother in arms. Um, he used to be a British wrestler himself. Yeah, had to retire early. His name is Money Benjamin. Um, so check out Money Benjamin on on YouTube. He's got a a, a gaming streaming. It's uh, it's it's really good stuff. Um, for for all of you gamers. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just 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 take it easy and stay alive. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll put links. It's a weird everything. time on this ward. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll put I'll put links to everything in the description below the interview. As I said, I really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Just... <laughs> it's it's genuinely a pleasure to to, to have someone want to actually sit down with me and talk to me about wrestling. Um, you know, just to say, I was four years ago. I was just a guy. With no idea about the proper fundamentals of wrestling, mm. nothing like any wrestling fan would. And the fact that I now I forget to do it, I have markup moments all the time, even when I'm in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> I find myself hours after just getting jacked up, and I'll smile to myself. I'm like, hey, you're in a ring getting your ass whooped. <laughs> this is the best thing ever in life. Um, so it's, it's nothing but gratitude for all of this. Yes, genuinely. And oh, oh. And follow House of Pain Wrestling on YouTube. Um, we've, we've got season two uh, coming up of, of, of these matches that I spoke to you about earlier. Yeah. Um, we've re-recorded. So um, we're still releasing episodes weekly, so check that out if you if, if want to watch some wrestling and the one who's listening. Yeah, I have to say, I'll put everything in the description. 